I have a favor to ask those of you that listen to the Real Person Real Needs podcast. As you know, back in episode 43, I changed the format to be more documentary style in nature. And I'm thinking about a possible title change to the podcast, something that's a little bit more specific so that people know what they're getting when they tune in. Based on what I've been posting and and the consistent content that I've been putting out on the podcast, I was thinking about calling it the Acting Realtor Podcast. That way I can attract those of you that listen because of my pursuit of the performing arts, those of you that listen because of real estate, but also those of you that are doing one job as your day job, but aspire to do something bigger, to chase your dreams and to find that creative outlet. I think that's kind of the overall drive of the podcast. So I want it to be clear from the get-go what people are listening to. So if you had an idea, I'd love to hear from you. I don't normally ask for something right at the beginning of the podcast, but I'd love to hear from those of you that tune in regularly. You can email me, Jeff, it's G-E-O-F-F, at realpersonrealneeds.com. Again, that's Jeff at realpersonrealneeds.com. Thanks a lot for your time. I appreciate it. And let's get to the show. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Real Person Real Needs podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Desiato, and this is my life. Today's episode is entitled Owning Your Calendar and Your Decisions. Since we last gathered on the podcast, I closed a successful production of The Wizard of Oz, and I'm feeling very grateful about it, but I'm also sad. I'm really proud of what we were able to accomplish, and as with my last show, I'm trying to remember not to be sad that it's over, but glad that it happened. I honestly didn't expect this show to be so memorable. I mean, come on, it's The Wizard of Oz. But the production that Limelight Performing Arts Center put together was nothing short of spectacular, and I'm so proud to be able to add it to my resume. I'm thankful for the new friends I made and the old ones I got to reconnect with. I'm also so glad to have another theater community that I can call home. I've been listening to the Elton John song, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, on repeat ever since the show ended. Realizing the profundity of its lyrics and the central meaning of the show that inspired it. Something I wish I could come to grips with sooner. You see, I tend to focus on the next thing while missing out on just being in the moment. Very much like Dorothy Gale's long and winding journey to discover that everything she needed was in her own backyard. I realized that family and the life that I have are something to celebrate in the moment. Even while still pursuing a dream and enjoying the journey. My wife deserves all of the credit for how she has supported me in my ridiculous and idealistic dream. And now we're about to enter another leg of our journey as we prepare to buy a home. Hopefully this will be the end of our transient lifestyle for the foreseeable future, and although the prospect of moving yet again seems so incredibly challenging and stressful, I'm praying that I can enjoy each and every moment so I'm not left looking back on lost time constantly in pursuit of the next big thing. I'm always sad after a show, for sure, but that's only because I made more memories to cherish and did something I hold dear, and now that experience is over. But a bunch of one-off experiences do not make a life. Being present, living each moment with the people you love, is what life is all about. 
Pablo Picasso says, only put off until tomorrow what you are willing to die having left undone. Now, I should have known that when I decided to discuss the topic of procrastination that I would do just that. Procrastinate. When I sat down to do this podcast, I found myself finding every excuse not to talk about procrastination. I also struggled to focus on what I wanted to say about the topic. And that's what happens to everyone. We waste time thinking about doing something instead of just getting it done. I think school teaches us to be expert procrastinators. We know how long we have to get a paper or project done. And at first it seems so daunting that we wait until the last possible minute to do it. We lose sleep the night before the book reporters do, trying to put together something half coherent in hopes of skating by with a C. This is counterproductive, and yet all humans are prone to this kind of procrastination. The reason I personally procrastinated is that it seemed incredibly daunting. How could I talk about this topic when I struggle with it myself? And how can I bring value to other people when I am still battling? The stakes seemed too high were I not to come up with the very best thoughts on the matter. What made me do it? Well, I had a schedule to keep. I have a required completion date in place, and even though I missed it by a few hours, I still owed it to my listeners to get this episode out. I had no choice. In other words, even if no one cares or even listens to this podcast, I made a promise to myself to finish what I'd started by a certain date. So I tried to prioritize it the best that I could. And that's really how we can all defeat procrastination in our own lives. By prioritizing the things that are truly important to us, and to our quest of changing our life and the lives of those around us. Time is the most precious commodity we have, yet many of us seem to think that other people have more of it than we do. That's why we feel comfortable making the excuse, I didn't or I don't have time, when explaining why we haven't started a project or implemented a strategy to achieve a lifelong goal. But everyone has the same 24-hour day. Those who are pursuing their dreams and those who aren't. The difference between those two groups of people is that one group has prioritized what is important to them and the other has chosen to fill up their time with lesser things. Or worse, they've chosen to procrastinate. Dreams require hard work. They require a dedication of our three T's. Our time, talent, and maybe even our treasure. Many people are happy to use the three T's on things that have no positive or lasting effect in their own life or in the lives of others. But if we want to make our dreams a reality, we first need to get our priorities in order. If you're sitting around wondering why your life hasn't changed in the last year, no doubt it's because last year at this time you had the same thought and still did nothing about it. You wanted to write a book, but you've never put a pen to paper. You wanted to run a marathon, but you kept stuffing your face with junk food and sitting on your couch watching Netflix. You swore that you'd be further ahead in your career or in a better job entirely, but you didn't even update your resume. It's not because you didn't have enough time. It's because you chose to fill up your time with things that distracted you from your goal rather than things that would help you achieve it. That's it, period. But guess what? There is hope. There is still today. There's still an opportunity for you to make a new priority list. It's time to be ruthless in your pursuit of the ultimate goal, even if it means being brutally honest with yourself and how you spend your time. Don't wait till tomorrow to start being the person that God created you to be. There's a famous quote that floats around on the internet that says, a year from now, you'll wish you started today. 
So why don't you? No doubt there's something that you've always wanted to do. What have you done recently to get you one step closer to that thing becoming a reality? If the answer is nothing, then you need to fix that. Now. If your schedule is full, then write out everything you've committed to and see if it's worth keeping around if it means missing out on what you were made to do. How you choose to spend your time shows the world what you truly value in life. For those of you who have a job that just sucks the life out of you, I've been there, believe me. You're probably saying that you have nothing left to give any project or hobby by the time you get home at the end of the day. All the more reason to figure out how you can begin pursuing your passion. I find that the more time I make for things I am truly passionate about, the more effective I can be in my boring day job. No matter whether you're looking to better your career situation or merely just regain some sanity in your life, you can only accomplish those things by outlining your priorities and blocking out the time necessary for each item accordingly. You may find out how much you can really accomplish when your time is not being wasted or misused. By rewriting your calendar, you may just end up rewriting your destiny. Gary Keller said, Taking complete ownership of your outcomes by holding no one but yourself responsible for them is the most powerful thing you can do to drive your success. Up till now, I've always tried my best to encourage people who feel stuck to take some baby steps toward pursuing their dream. That's what this podcast is about, and that's what I often write about on my blog. I've allowed you to examine my life in a rather voyeuristic manner, as I share story after story of my mistakes, failures, and moderate successes. I'm pretty open about my struggles when asked, and sometimes even when I'm not asked. And that's why it's been comfortable for you to listen to this podcast and kind of watch me from afar. This guy's just like me, you may even tell yourself. But I have some bad news for you. There comes a point in every relationship when a gauntlet must be dropped. Consider this podcast our Define the Relationship conversation. I know there are a lot of people who've read my blog posts and have been encouraged to begin implementing new strategies to discover how they're uniquely positioned to change the world. And what I mean by that is discovering what each individual is created to do in order to improve their overall outlook on life and the lives of those around them. Now, I use the word world in a more intimate way than describing the entire planet, kind of like saying your own little world. But eventually, the rubber has to meet the road. At some point, the training wheels need to come off and you can't be looking over your shoulder for mom and dad to be holding onto your bike. I find that some people really like to imagine what it'd be like to improve their situation or begin pursuing their passion, but very few have the guts to actually do it. They read self-improvement books, listen to podcasts like this one, watch motivational videos on YouTube and say, someday, as they look off into the distance. For some reason, there's still a glass ceiling for you and you're afraid to acknowledge the truth of the situation. The truth is, you are the architect who designed that glass ceiling. No one's been holding you back. You simply bought the lie that other people had that much power over what you do. I know what you're probably thinking. Don't tell me. You're not where you want to be because something or someone got in the way. You had all the tools, all the potential in the world, and then nothing went according to plan. Instead, you now find yourself with years wasted and your internal clock tick, tick, ticking away. But it's not your fault, right? Well, in one sense, I admit you're right. Whatever happened to you back then may not have been your fault. And at the time, it was probably best to deal with that circumstance head on and put your dreams on hold, albeit temporarily. 
but I'm sorry not sorry to tell you that allowing that event or choice to determine your path forward in the here and now is your fault. Allowing things you cannot control to have control over you will make everything within your control seem too difficult to do. And that's why you haven't done it. Jeff, you don't understand, you are no doubt saying to yourself, but I can't hear you. This is a podcast and it's very one-sided. But if that's what you're saying, I can tell you that those are excuses. You're comfortable playing the victim because you then have a built-in excuse for things not going your way. When things don't go your way, we're faced with two options. Either take ownership of the outcome, learn from the experience, and move forward, or sit and complain about the raw deal that you received. So many people would rather finger point than actually be honest with themselves and do the hard work of identifying the root cause of our problems. It's time to stop complaining and to take ownership. Now, I used to work with people who preferred complaining about the hand they'd been dealt. There was always some reason why they weren't where they wanted to be, but they themselves were never the reason. I would often ask them, what are you doing to change it? They never had a response. Though most people know the answer to that question, even if it pains them to admit it, nothing. Well, not nothing. They are doing something about it. They're complaining. Because for most people, complaining is easier to deal with than the reality of their situation. They exhaust themselves looking for anyone who will listen to their sob story instead of taking that time to make some real changes to their life. Now, before you start lighting torches and collecting pitchforks, let me assure you that I was, and sometimes still am, a complainer. I made excuses for myself. I cut myself all the slack in the world while not leaving any for anyone else. My daily bread was self-pity and misery. Thankfully, God parted the Red Sea of depression and discontentment and revealed to me a way through the stormy seas. But the funny thing is, even though he made a way, I still was the one responsible for recognizing my role in the equation. I needed to take that first step. Sure, I felt a gentle nudge toward the precipice of what used to be a raging ocean, but all I could see was dry land before me and walls of water on either side of me. Was I going to complain because this journey was too hard? Or was I going to step out in faith and own the outcome through both figurative and literal hell or high water? You can be one of two things, a complainer or an owner. But you can't be both. Jim Rohn, who's a noted motivational speaker, said, If you really want to do something, you'll find a way. If you don't, then you'll find an excuse. To drive the point home further, the story of the children of Israel's exodus from Egypt has some interesting insights for us today. Now, if you're not religious, then I ask you to indulge me for just a moment. After God led his people out of Egypt, see the Ten Commandments starring Charlton Heston, or Prince of Egypt, they began to complain. Even though God had promised them deliverance and to guide them into the promised land, they still complained. When Israel sent 12 spies to scout out the promised land, 10 of them came back and complained, saying that they should return to Egypt. Only two of the spies believed God's promise that the land was rightfully theirs. I'm sure they were afraid of the giants and the battles ahead, but they wanted to take ownership of the outcome. Instead, the 10 spies brought a bad report to the people and convinced them to complain against Moses and God. And as a result, they did not enter the promised land, and they ultimately died in the wilderness. Now, this was not intended to be a Sunday school lesson, nor was it probably even the best exposition of the biblical text. 
However, in this story, I see a direct correlation between the benefits of taking ownership and the danger of complaining. Let me wrap up my thoughts with a sobering reminder. Just because you decided to take ownership of your decisions doesn't necessarily mean you'll always make the right ones. It also doesn't mean that things will always work out the way you'd hoped. Be forewarned, when you take ownership of and accountability for your actions, then you forfeit your right to complain about the outcome. Do you have the guts to take the leap into the unknown? Or do you prefer having the option to whine and moan about how hard life is? I'm not trying to peer pressure you into doing something that you don't want to do. After coming this far, you may realize that things are not as bad as you once thought. And to that I say, great, maybe you just needed to see that the grass isn't always greener. But I also say that if you choose to do nothing to change your situation, then you need to stop complaining about it. Right now. Otherwise, you'll spend your life wandering aimlessly, only to die in the wilderness of lost hopes and dreams. In closing, I want to let you know that you have been given a unique purpose by your creator. There are certain things hardwired within you that maybe you have allowed to lay dormant for a long time. Until now, you've always brushed them aside, made excuses, or tried to find other people to blame for those things not coming to fruition in your life. After listening to a few of my podcasts, you may finally feel like you're ready to put your doubts, fears, and failures aside. Whatever it is that's kept your feet shackled or tied you down. And my prayer is that by listening to my stories, you'll discover your story and identify the things that are most important to you. You may be right at the precipice of everything you've wanted to do with your life. It's time to take a leap of faith. Come on in. The water's fine. I wanted to take a minute to tell you about another side podcast project that I've begun working on. In honor of the Easter season, I give you Behind the Music, the making of INRI podcast. It's a behind-the-scenes look at an 18-song rock opera that my brothers and I wrote back in 2014. Each episode is about five minutes in length, and we dissect each song and tell you about the history of the song, the songwriting process, and the recording process. And if you like the Real Person, Real Needs podcast, I'm sure you'll love the Making of INRI podcast. You can find it on Podbean, and I encourage you to check it out, especially in honor of the Easter season. INRI is a musical adaptation of the death and life of Jesus of Nazareth, and it was a passion project of mine that we spent over two and a half years working on. You can find out more by going to my website, jeffreydesiato.com slash the no longer, T-H-E-N-O-L-O-N-G-E-R, where you can find the no longer on Facebook. That's my shameless plug for my other podcast. I'm also excited to explore the possibility of beginning a podcast network since there are several other interests that I have and incorporating those things all under one umbrella will be quite interesting to see if we could make that happen. So between this Real Person Real Needs project, the Acting Realtor podcast, which is what I'm toying with changing the name, if that ends up being its own podcast, I also have a podcast called The Unchained Gospel the making of INRI podcast and potentially another podcast that's in the works keeping very busy and I'm hoping that those of you out there that enjoy listening will take a moment to check out the other podcasts I mentioned as well (music) 
Thanks a lot for listening to the Real Person, Real Needs podcast. Who knows? Maybe over time, the title will change, just like I asked. But I need to hear from you to see what you're thinking. What line of work are you in? How did you come across the podcast? Why do you keep coming back? It's this information that will help me ultimately make the right decision for my listeners and for the subscribers. So email me. I don't ask for much. It's a free podcast. Hopefully it's entertaining. Hopefully it gives you a little bit of insight. All I ask is that you reach out to me either on social media, facebook.com slash Jeffrey Desiato. You can message me there if, they, if you feel more comfortable than emailing me. Or you can email me, jeff at realpersonrealneeds.com. You could also contact me on Twitter if you'd like, twitter.com slash Jeff Desiato, G-E-O-F-F-D-E-S-I-A-T-O. Anyway, that's it for this week's episode of the Real Person, Real Needs podcast. Until next time, be real and keep it real. Thanks a lot for listening and Godspeed. In the